0: and wisdom to point them to Him. I'm your host, Bethany Kimsey. Welcome to the kitchen table today. I'm excited to get to introduce you to one of my friends who um, I think today we're going to have a great conversation about something that most of us struggle with when we begin to enter into the holiday season. And that is just how do we parent our children and navigate this season with fun and excitement and the joy of the season while keeping the perspective about Jesus and about the heartbeat of Christmas and even the heartbeat and the, the Thanksgiving holidays? I mean, we're entering into this week is going to be Thanksgiving and We're going to be talking a little bit about Thanksgiving, but primarily how do we enter into this season with purpose and intention, intentionality and enjoy it? I think enjoying it might be the the caveat for me. Some seasons I can struggle. So today I want to introduce you to Stephanie Thurling. She is one of two women who work in the ministry called Raising Prayerful Kids. Stephanie, I'm glad you're here. And I'm excited to talk with you today. And we're going to just kind of dive into this as if we're sitting at a kitchen table together. And hopefully um, the moms who are listening and the people listening will just relax and come up, come away with maybe some ideas of what this season can look like that may, maybe it's been different in other years. So I'm glad well, you're you here Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So quickly tell us, first of all, who you are. And Yeah.
1: My name is Stephanie, as she said. Um, I live in Minnesota with just outside the Twin Cities um, with my husband, Trevor, and then my three kids. Calvin is nine. Griffin is seven and Harriet's five. So she started kindergarten this year. So, uh, and we homeschooled last year and they're in a um, new school this year. We switched to a private school. So all my kids are in school, which is kind of a change for yeah. me. That's um, exciting though. It is really exciting. It's great. They're thriving. It's great. It's been a really good thing for our family. So we have three kids and I co-run Raising Prayerful Kids with my friend, Sarah, who lives in California, and we really equip parents with tools to be praying at home with their kids and doing faith formation at home with their kids in really fun and intentional ways. And then I also do the kids
0: ministry at my church. So you're busy. <laughs> yes. <Good. laughs> Yes. Well, so the first question I have for you is how do you, how do you see the holidays personality wise even? And, um, but then how do you approach the holidays with your kids and with your family?
1: Yeah. So I, I'm one of those people who actually like Thanksgiving better than Christmas (laughs) because I, there's so much pressure around Christmas. Yeah. And I just, I kind of I don't know. I don't love that as much. So I love Thanksgiving, and I over the last few years I've tried really hard to make Thanksgiving a little more intentional because I think it's an amazing holiday where you just gather with your family and your friends and you practice gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I so I but I feel like it's a good entryway into the Advent season. And so all of November we try really mm-hmm. hard to be focusing on what we're thankful for, but not just what we're thankful, but thanking God for those things. Um, so we've done like a thankful board before where we write something every day and I kind of keep them over the years. This year we're doing a paper prayer chain where we're writing people we want to be praying for every day in November leading up to Thanksgiving. And I just love how that just really seamlessly transitions when you're intentional about it transitions Chris into Christmas and waiting on Jesus and being hopeful for Jesus. So we kind of start the rhythm now. And I think I've learned over the years that less is more for me, especially over Christmas. Yes. Like the daily advent calendars with a fun activity or book every day is just not for me. It stresses me out.
0: Me too. I mean, that was going (laughs) to be, that was whatever you said for your space. I was going to be like, I, I'm the personality. So I'm a. Um, Enneagram seven, like, so life is a party and everything. I want everything to be fun and magical. I want to make sure everybody's having fun. So what oftentimes happens for me personally in the Christmas season is, and because I kind of can therefore just stay inside of that zone, Mm -hmm. I can, if I'm not really, really careful with my own heart, I just am just tripping from creating, 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 and I forget. But then what also happens is I'm so, because I am kind of like all over the place in my personality, what I've learned is, Bethany, you can't, you can't do all that. Mm -hmm. And, and there's not a requirement to do all that. There's some space inside of me in motherhood, especially when my oldest group was young, where I really, really wanted them to understand the true meaning of Jesus, of Christmas being Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I felt that so strongly, which is not wrong. It's not, I mean, obviously that's not wrong, but man, I miss, I misplaced therefore what that, I just kind of misplaced therefore what I'm to do with that. So that's what my longing, my longing is for them to understand and to know Jesus. So then I began to do, I mean, we were going to do The Jesse tree, and we were gonna read these books at night, and we were gonna all the things. You're gonna teach them all about Christmas in one month. All of all the things, and um, and instead, what always happened every year is around December 10th, I'm like, we have missed it. (laughs) We are so far behind, and how will we catch up? Kind of becomes.
1: And I, I'm the personality where I'm like, I jump, I'm a three. I'm an Enneagram three. So I jump in ready to go. But then when I miss a day, I'm like, it's It's done. I messed it up. It's over. I have to quit. (laughs) So it's so much pressure for me. So I just find that less is more and fewer, more meaningful things are Mm -hmm. a lot better for our family than cramming in all the things too. I also think we overwhelm our kids during Christmas. Yeah, like Jesus was born, and that's amazing. But that doesn't mean we have to bake all the cookies and make a snowman and decorate yeah. a gingerbread house. You know, we don't have to do all those things. All we have to do is celebrate the birth of our Savior. set yes. way more simply than we do. I mean, our kids don't need all the sugar. It,
0: really, for real, <laughs> like,
1: they really don't.
0: <laughs> for real, for real. I know. Yeah, I found that the years that I have decided. Um, All we're going to, well, what has helped me is beginning probably six or eight years ago, beginning to go, okay, Bethany, every year Christmas comes, like every year the holidays come. And so if we can be much more intentional about this, we don't, I won't get suckered into the belief and the swirl of everybody all around me. who's also, they're all, that's probably something I struggle with is that I'll hear this mom is doing this and this mom is doing this. And those sound like really great things. And then I'll see somebody else doing something else, for instance, on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, that looks good too. And so I try and, and instead what helped about six or eight years ago is God going, let's talk about one thing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Let's make it a one note song this year. And and it's just one. So there's been different years where it's been different for me, just different. And that's not so much that my kids go, oh, this is the one, like not for them to walk away with a sentence, but for me to say, if it doesn't fit inside of this one thing we're talking about, and we, for me, it's been like just saying, we're going to just talk this year about how, you know, Christ um, is the light of the world. I don't know. For me, that has helped me become much more chill about all the things of Christmas that can kind of become consuming. Mm -hmm. What about, what are, I know that you have, um, you have written some really great resources, especially for parents with young kids. And I love them because my young kids, we use your resources at my house for (laughs) Christmas and for Easter. And, you you know, and I saw there was something for Thanksgiving. And so what do you have this, what do you have for Advent that y'all use?
1: For Advent, we have a weekly, a guide for weekly Advent dinners. So it's a candle lighting thing, just like you would do at church. Um, We started the tradition. My mom actually started it probably five or so years ago. she bought an advent wreath and she invited my sister who lives locally and my, my family over, and we would have dinner together on Sunday nights. And she would read from this packet that came with the wreath and it was great, but, and we loved it. I mean, my kids loved it. We did it every week. Um, it was a little over their heads. And so I thought, we should write one that's super super simple for families. Yeah, not over their head, and it it has scripture that you can read from, or the storybook Bible if you prefer to do it that way so for a little more engagement mm. for your kids. And there's liturgy, which I think is really great, but you only have to have one word that you say or one phrase over and over again. So every week it's just open and go. So you can just make or um, buy an Advent wreath, and then Sunday night you have dinner and open up the packet read it word for word, light a candle. And it's one of our favorite traditions. And I think what makes it so powerful to do this as a family is that every Sunday you're recentering on what Christmas is about. Just you guys around the table and whatever else felt like pressure that week or whatever didn't go well that week. It's just the reminder that Christmas is coming and our hope is in the coming of the Lord.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does that start is advent it. starts november 28th it does it yeah. starts in november this year that's what i was thinking because we were yeah. talking about it in our house and i was trying to go real quickly because some years it doesn't some years it starts yeah. earlier and later but good yeah. okay so it's November
1: 28th this year is the first sunday in advent
0: and it's a free download from y'all right yes Isn't it's
1: it? a free download yes, yes. It yes. Is free. there is a option to purchase um a more um a bigger packet that has some scriptures and some prayers that you can say every day. Mm-hmm.
0: And mm-hmm.
1: Um, That's in our shop, but the dinner guide is free on our on our website.
0: Okay, so we'll yeah. point people to that in the show notes. Oh, that's good. Well, you know, something else that I love that y'all you do in um, raising prayerful kids is you you really teach parents how to pray mm-hmm. and how to pray intentionally, and it's a Big thing for me, Um, and I know that y'all have a calendar for praying through the year for your children. Yeah, and I know that y'all are working on a book. Is the book about prayer? What is the book about?
1: The book is about prayer. The book is called Raising Prayerful Kids. Okay. So it's 22 chapters, and each chapter is a different way to pray with your kids. And within that, there are more examples. There's tons tons of different ways to pray with your kids. But um, it we break it up into categories. There's prayer games and focus prayers and contemplative prayers. So they mm-hmm. kind of go, the activities go kind of like from easiest to hardest, which isn't my favorite way to describe it. But a prayer game at the beginning of the book is just no prep, not intimidating, just super, super easy. And then some of the contemplative prayers at the end of the book just require a little more patience and practice. So mm-hmm. kind of spectrum there. So our goal is that parents, no matter where they are in their faith journey, can pick up the book and find something for them that will either help them introduce prayer into their family or really make prayer a little deeper and more um, part of their everyday routine where they're just praying all the time as a family.
0: Hmm. That's going to be, oh, I can't wait for that to come out. I really can't. Um, I hey, have it been comes so out March excited. 8th. March 8th?
1: Yes. And it is for pre sale now. You can get it on Amazon or. Really? Mm-hmm. It's, for, it's up for pre sale now.
0: Okay. Well, then we need to have that link as well there in the it's just so that moms and dads can go ahead and grab that. Because that I works. think that, um, and I say my heart really is the fact that God really, we walked through a really hard season many years ago where I was believing that I was responsible mm-hmm. for so much. You know, and um, and God beginning to know, you're invited to pray and you know, and then surrender and create an environment. And so I love that this book is designed, in essence, to be modeling and to be walking with your kids in a way that they begin to learn and understand that prayer is so much more than I don't know, when I was growing up, and I just thought prayer was something we did at the table and Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's that's true. There's truth to that, but prayer is more and we are called to be praying all day long. And when we think of prayer in that way, with, you know, folding your hands and bowing your head, you're like, how am I supposed to pray all day long? That is impossible. I have to do things. But our book, our goal is really to help parents realize that they can just be a little more intentional and change their Mm -hmm. language and things that they're already doing with their kids can turn into moments of prayer. And that just makes Jesus part of your family. It makes him something like we're so used to talking about him in our family now from doing this for so many years that it's just very natural to us. Um, we, I have a ministry background. So does my, um, partner in ministry and co-author Sarah. And we started this ministry because a lot of our friends were coming to us with the problem of not knowing how to pray with their kids or to answer questions. Um, so we thought we would be helpful <laughs> to people. We're like, we're going to help parents, but we had absolutely no idea how much it would change our own families yeah. in our own prayer lives. And the way we pray for ourselves, we pray for our kids, we pray with our kids, with our spouses, um, how we parent, how we just relate to people in general has changed from praying more intentionally and creatively mm-hmm. ways that we just didn't necessarily focus on before.
0: Isn't it? Isn't God so good? The way God, he is so good.
1: <laughs> I try to hang on to this ministry and this book like it's mine.
0: You know, I been so like
1: this is my fourth baby and I want it to be mine so bad, but yeah. it is not. It is God's. His hand has been all over this ministry. Yeah. Has been so faithful and so good. The things that we have have come out of this ministry have just blown us away. He's yeah. just so.
0: He's been so nice to us. Yes.
1: So,
0: yes. But it's, I mean, you're doing really amazing work. I know that we, my kids, my young kids especially have benefited. We, we take a lot of it into our home and use it. And I'm really appreciative of what y'all are doing. So Thanks. it's good. So let's go back though to Christmas for yes, the last Christmas. few minutes. Cause yes. you know, we're so excited that Christmas is coming. <laughs> um, I'm wondering, and we kind of touched on it a little bit, but when you're with your kids, Mm-hmm. And you're in the middle of getting ready for Christmas all the Christmas extravaganza that December can be. How do you help your kids keep their eyes on what is real versus for me, what I call it is like the fairy tale story of elves and totally. presents and things
1: totally. I mean, it's so hard and we do do Santa in our house, yeah um mm-hmm. so. It makes it there's like it. There's a difference there too, whether you do Santa or not. How do you yeah. balance that story versus what Christmas is really about? And even if you don't do Santa, it doesn't really matter because everyone asks your kids what Santa's going to bring you anyway. Yeah. Like, you can't go anywhere with your kids in December and not have someone ask about that. Yeah. And so they're getting this message no matter how you celebrate in your home that Christmas mm-hmm. is about gifts and about. Yes, and behavior. Behavior. Your gifts are contingent on your behavior.
0: And that one makes my skin on the <laughs> oh body. yeah. My, my Every once in a while, my kids will say like, "If you're naughty, Santa's
1: not going to come," and I'm just like, ah, "No, hold the phone!" Like, <laughs> we stop that right away. We always tell our kids, "Your gifts are not contingent about your on your behavior," and um, we take a moment to talk about grace and. Mm-hmm the gift that Jesus gives us. And that's what Christmas is about. So I think kind of just stopping some of that stuff that the culture tells us, and it's not that you can't be a part of Santa or whatever else you want to do for Christmas. It's just, you can be a little more intentional about it. When we talk about gifts and Christmas, we talk a lot about why we give gifts Mm -hmm. and how we can bless other people. Um, we do three gifts because Jesus got three gifts. So our kids kind of know that when they pick out stuff that they want, when we build a Christmas list and like, you get three things, why do we get three things? And they know, um, all of our stories, all the books that we read have to do with that. So we really just try to every time something comes up, we just try to point it back to Jesus with our kids. The Sunday advent dinners really do help too, because then every week you're really getting super intentional.
0: Yeah. 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 I would agree with that, that when we do our, um, when we've done our evening, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, just I, sometimes I'm like, we just need to reset. This has yeah. been a crazy day, and we need to reset and remember what we're really doing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really powerful to um to to begin that discussion from the very beginning, yeah, and just keep reiterating it. I was talking with someone else the other day, and sometimes we get fooled as moms or I do into believing, well, I've already said that. Did you not like, why did you not, you know, why don't, why are you believing something else? I mean, I've been saying this all along and beginning to understand that it's going to take, it takes years and years for something to become internalized into, for instance, our kids. And so even that belief that is so culturally everywhere about, I mean, it makes my skin crawl when people like at the grocery store are like, "Have been good this year?" <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> like, it's so bad, but, but it means that we get to talk about it a lot. That's the only benefit, and that's <laughs> that's the thing is I'm like that. Yeah. If I can keep my mindset, Bethany, it's just a pivot to the gospel moment. It's just a holy, the holy moment right here in this immediate, yeah. like, and getting to call you know, and I don't ever really. Well, there's been a couple of times, I think, where I've been a little bit sassy with somebody in public. Other than that, I just ignore it. And then we get in the car and I'm like, before we go anywhere, we're going to have a conversation.
1: (laughs) Maybe we need to come up with like a one sentence answer to that. You know? Well, I have said. The greatest gift isn't contingent on their behavior. You know, that's just, and sums up. And if they know, they know. And if they don't, maybe they'll ask. And yeah. maybe they'll just look at you and be like, and moving on
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you're weird, but <laughs> yeah. I have, I have said before I have said someone, I mean, and this person was just very insistent because like, normally I'll let it just wash off. And right. my kids just kind of usually actually look confused when they're young. Cause they're like, because it's not the language in our home. So they usually just well, kind of look like the rest of the year. Nobody asks if you've been good. <laughs> I, I know. And so, but this one person, it was just a, I don't know who it was in a store. So I can't remember if it was a friend who saw us or somebody, a stranger. Um, and I remember finally saying just real quietly, I said, they will receive many gifts because of who they belong to. Mm-hmm. That's the story of Christmas. So we receive the most amazing gift because of whose we are. It, mm. it has nothing to do with what we've done. And that's usually in our home. That's kind of the language we use around Christmas anyway is, you know, Christ has come, but it's not because we were worthy, but it's because we are gods and he really wants us. Yeah. So, you know, but I, I remember saying that to that lady, <laughs> she kind of was like,
1: okay, <laughs> okay. I'm going to go back to my
0: thing now it wasn't it was it didn't work well so normally I'm just like "Uh uh-huh you know but yeah yeah, it is hard it's really hard. hard and but I do like what you say that it is just the intentionality of living in the moments every moment just saying returning back to the threads of the gospel
1: yeah and I think when you talk about it enough, your kids start, you know, kids pick up on so much more than we give them credit for, you know, our oldest, I kind of think our middle is here now too, but our oldest does not believe in Santa anymore. And for him, it was not a, I know people, some people don't want to do it because it was traumatizing and they felt very lied to. Um, I think that we talk about Christmas and the purpose of Christmas and why we give gifts and all that stuff in the actual story of Santa and how that character came to be Mm -hmm. that by the time he figured it out, he was like, Oh, Oh, okay. That makes sense. And now, you know, he gets to go and help his siblings do that. And that gets to be a blessing for him. So Mm -hmm. I think the more you just talk about these things, it just becomes part of the growing process in faith. Yeah. For him, it's part of the Part of the Christmas story that's really magical because now he gets to help surprise his siblings with more gifts and kind of yeah. sneak up, and, you know, so yeah, yeah, there's good that can come from all of it. It's just you have to kind of figure out what works for your family, how you're gonna talk about it, and, like you said, be really consistent because it takes mm-hmm. a long time to internalize. You can't tell them one time and think they're just gonna know it forever,
0: right? yeah, mm-hmm. oh wow, well, in closing, what um if you were to what would be one um, tradition or one thing that you would love for your family, and it maybe it may be the Advent, which is fine, so it's totally fine, yeah. <laughs> but um, that you would love to see that your family begins to go. We have done this from the beginning, and we're just consistently, you know, this is this is what we do. Like, because I have yeah. the one that I know that my kids go. That's what I like that we do.
1: Yeah. Well, besides Advent, because that is true for not just my kids, but my nieces and nephews too. Yeah. Like all of us. Um, so that one is the easy layup, but so we did, there's two a half other than that. Okay. One is we have um birthday cake for breakfast on Christmas morning. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I know a lot of people do birthday cakes for Jesus, but I just kind of made it. I don't know why one day I was like, it'd be way more fun for breakfast. Yeah. So I make the cake the night before and then they ice it in the morning and decorate it with a absurd amount of sprinkles and they're always like here's your slice and I'm like oh I can't wait yeah yay <laughs> oh we have birthday cake for breakfast and they really love that and I hope that that continues and just as of the last few years we've started cutting out very elaborate um paper snowflakes kind of all through December uh-huh. and hanging them from our ceiling and it just is magical it just is so oh, cool. And they've that. been asking like, when are we going to start making our snowflakes? So I want to continue with that, but I kind of want to make it again, a little more intentional and start like we did with our Thanksgiving paper prayer chain, where we're writing names that we're praying for people leading up to Thanksgiving. I want to write prayer requests on our snowflakes. Oh, I
0: love that and idea. That.
1: Our ceiling. So then it looks beautiful, but there's also the reminder to pray and what's on my kids hearts. And it's a good conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah and really I mean you'll probably see answers to prayers
1: yeah so as we take them down you know we yeah. can look at that we can save them for the next year and look through that
0: oh I really like that one Stephanie that's yeah. awesome yeah. I'm gonna I may have to that one's. Oh, I have some kids who would really really get all into that one they would oh like, you can get on Pinterest and you can
1: find yeah. some elaborate snowflakes and okay. my kids are a little too young to make them really great but mm-hmm. my husband and I well, we we'll, we get pretty competitive. <laughs> I love it. We do. We get I pretty really competitive get. with the snowflakes are the
0: prettiest. I love <laughs> it. Okay, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, my our other traditions, we um one thing that is goofy as can be, but it is we have because we have eight kids. So, we are the kind of family that has one of those big van kind of cars, you know, that can hold yes. people. So that so we can all go my dream together. Car do it. That's my dream car and I Oh, okay. Well, I have we have one and we call <laughs> it the beast because it is huge. And I don't drive it on the regular. Um my husband normally does, bless his heart, because I'm just not very good at driving. Um so so it's really we're kind of getting to a point in time where we probably don't need the beast because one girl got married. So she's kind of, you know, she doesn't need to drive with us on vacation. And then our oldest, anyway, you know, so we're kind of in this, in this last year, we're like, do we need the beast anymore? And yet we have this Christmas tradition, which is that we all pile into the beast and we go on a scavenger hunt and I will over on Christmas Eve. And so on Christmas Eve, everybody piles in in their pajamas And we, and I will have hunted down all these scavenger lists, which you can find them on Pinterest, but I try and find them and then make one with, with really like obscure things that they're not going to find very easily. And then we just drive around listening to Christmas music and basically they're singing at the top of their lungs and for an hour or two on Christmas Eve in our new, in our new Christmas pajamas, like that, that. So what's happened is the conversation in our home has been, well, if we sell the beast Mom, or get rid of the bees. How are we gonna do Christmas Eve? <laughs> so my husband is we like, the, we don't have the beast, We just can't do it. <laughs> and so my husband's like, so I'm keeping this vehicle for one day. For one night of the year. He's like, and of course my kids are like, well now we have Gabe, who is my my daughter's um, husband, and he's, yeah. and they're like, we have to. I mean, like now we only have more people who have to get into. And the you're game. only gonna add more as more get married You have
1: grandkids. You're, been, I mean gonna need like a police escort like it's gonna be like five
0: cars (laughs) so it's like it's a silly thing but we have laughed and laughed and my husband's like I feel like I could get a truck and we could rent a car on that one night of the year (laughs) (laughs) possibly (laughs) like that might be more practical (laughs) but so that's a silly tradition that we have
1: I love that that's so fun and obviously it's meaningful to them
0: I mean yeah and then the other one that we do that we've done for years um, is every child gets a passage of scripture to mem- memorize over December. Okay. Um, and then so they kind of like actually have already had a couple of kids going, um, have you already figured out what I'm memorizing this year? I'd like to get started. Some of my kids <laughs> who are like, I'm feeling overwhelmed with all my other schoolwork. Can I get a good head start? But, um, and it's usually like five or six verses that are somehow gospel or Christ central and they're scattered across the scriptures. And then on Christmas morning, we sit on the stairs and everybody, including mom and dad recite their verses. And you kind of see see the arc of the gospel. And I, I love that. Um, I don't know if my kids super love it, but they know it's part of the tradition of Christmas. So they're they're always like, "Well, tell me my passage so I can get started." <laughs> yeah, I'm
1: memorizing scripture, and they'll use that forever.
0: Yeah, and that's been good. But those are our two, you know, little things oh, that okay. we do. Those are fun. Well, I appreciate you being here. I mean, Thanks I think it,
1: it this was fun.
0: Yeah, we could talk for forever, but I really I want, know and
1: that went by really fast.
0: <laughs> I did. Um, I really, I I would love when your book is in the next couple months, like about yeah. to hit the stands let's talk again. I would love to really just unpack prayer because my heartbeat is for moms to learn and understand the power of praying. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I can't wait to talk to you more about that, but for now, (laughs) if you, if you want, um, Steph's, uh, Christmas, the advent resource, it is, I will have the show notes. We'll have a link for that. And if you want to pre-order the book coming out in March, Raising Prayerful Kids, we will have a link for that in the show notes as well. And you can find Stephanie. I'll have her, all of her Instagram and website links. Those are pretty much where you're the most active, right? Is your blog and on Instagram. Yes. And um, I highly encourage y'all to go find her. She is a wonderful wealth of information and wonderful things, resources for mamas and um i appreciate you coming and sitting and um and until next time y'all have a great week and enjoy thanksgiving enjoy these holidays moms this is a beautiful season of the year it is an amazing season of the year it is the reason we have hope is because christ has come I hope you enjoyed this episode of When God Breaks Through. If you're wanting to connect with me and with other moms walking in the same messy moments, head over to bethanykimsey.com. That's where you'll also find the show notes with any links, as well as more resources you can grab to help you see that when God breaks through, when we see Jesus at work, the fuzzy intersection of real-life mothering and the gospel becomes very clearly defined. We can walk with confidence and purpose. Have a grace-filled day.